Hi guys, welcome back to the Talk Too Much podcast. I'm Carla. And I'm Emily. And today we have a less fun conversation all about grief. Yeah. It's not the lightest topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but something we've learned, everyone goes through it at yep. some point. You there's, know. There's many ways you can go through grief, unfortunately. Yeah, and if it hasn't impacted your life, that is wonderful. We are so happy for you. Yes, lucky duck. You lucky duck. (laughs) (laughs) But there's definitely someone in your life who has dealt with grief, and unfortunately, at some point, you will too. Yes. So we thought this was an important conversation to have. This episode's also coming out on the four-year anniversary of our brother passing away unexpectedly. he died this week, four years ago. Yeah. So we've procrastinated. Is it the exact day? No, it's not the exact oh, okay. day, I but was it's, like, it's this week. Honestly, I, yeah, okay. I don't know where we are in the month at this point. Emily and I both have been sick. We actually already recorded this podcast once, um, and it didn't actually record, which was, <laughs> what a bummer. Um, and yeah. so I'm saying that from the perspective of like, I didn't realize it was the 15th yesterday. Was it yesterday? No, today's like, today's the 12th. Oh, <laughs> see, guys, I'm very confused. <laughs> okay, whatever. Basically saying this month has flown by and we yeah. missed a week. Sorry about that, but we're back and better than ever. We're back. Neither of us are super sick. Yes. I got some sort of stomach flu norovirus um, from John John and took me out, took Pat out. Took the whole, took my parents, took our, our parents, parents out. out. It was rough. It was rough. Anyway, we... I, me and Max had a cold, which we were complaining about a lot until we realized everyone else was having was a much worse experience. Projectile vomiting. Yeah, suddenly it didn't feel like that big of a deal, but it has been a very lingering cold, which is annoying. Um, and I feel like we just haven't been sick that much the past couple of years because we weren't doing anything. So Yeah, masks. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, this is the conversation for today, all about grief, because it's October is sort of a hard month for us yeah it's our brother's birthday and his death anniversary we're gonna really focus on how to support a friend who's grieving because um we learned a lot through our experience that we would love to share with you yeah and it seems like you're yeah like emily said you're either you're either kind of going through it or you know someone who is um like a lot of the time i don't know i just feel like there's always something happening in someone's life unfortunately and it's helpful to know some things that might be helpful to say or do for them um, because, you know. Grief is scary. It's like this shape-shifting monster, and yeah. it totally makes sense why it repels people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I, we'll talk about this, but, like, we are we have been through, like, a horrific, tragic death. Yeah. And we still hear about things happening to other people and, like, hesitate to reach out. Yes. You know? Like, we still – it's hard. It's just hard. And it's funny because I remember going through it thinking about the way people were behaving. And you, you, in the moment, you're like, people should be saying, like, I remember thinking, like, why isn't, aren't people saying this? And why are people doing these other things? Like, that just felt so weird. But now, honestly, more so being on the other side of it and, and like, seeing both sides, I'm like, oh, they're just trying. And it's like, it, People just get awkward and uncomfortable very quickly, yeah. and I know that now because I have done that, and I try really hard not to say something sort of offensive, and you still end up doing that sometimes. So, oh yeah, and all this all said, 
doing anything is the most important thing. And we'll probably hit that a lot of times, but just not avoiding it entirely is the best thing you can do. Yeah. The point of this episode is to empower you to go ahead and do something instead of just avoiding it, which we completely understand why people do. But as the person who is in the midst of their loss, that can feel like an added hurt on top of it when the people, especially the people that you would think would be there aren't, it's really hard. So that's the point of this is like to give you some ideas and tips to hopefully make you feel more, uh, confident in Mm -hmm. reaching out to someone. Yeah. All right. So should we just, should we explain a little bit about what happened to us? Do you want to do, are you talking too much about anything? Oh, sure. Let's talk about something fun for a second. (laughs) Um, well, I have a couple things. One, I'm having my murder mystery birthday party this weekend and I'm so excited. We'll probably talk about this next week because... Yeah, we'll have to do a recap. Recap because it's going to be the most epic one I've ever done and I'm so excited and that's like my only thought this week basically is like trying to figure out what cocktail to make and I have this like amazing costume set up. Do you have a costume yet? I, I know a, that you have been, a few options. I know you've been like throwing up, but you need to get your costume <laughs> together. There's literally things laying on my bed right now of, that I need to try on because I don't know what fits at the moment, mm. but I, I won't give away what my – we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, but yeah, yes. Anyway, we have really fun – I don't even remember – I helped pick your character and I don't even remember what it is, so I don't remember anyone's because I don't know. Um, anyway, I'm so excited. It's going to be like – all my favorite people in the same room, which is just always fun. And uh, I can't wait. And the other thing I'm talking too much about is my dress line because I had a call with my manufacturer this morning at 7 a.m., um, which Emily doesn't According think- to Carla is early. <laughs> it's so dark at 7 a.m. right now. Um, and because they're in a different time zone and it was so great. I'm like so confident in my decision with the manufacturer I went with and which I- you know, wasn't always feeling just because like every decision feels like a huge, big decision. And I spent months thinking about it. And now I'm really happy with what I went for, went went with. And I didn't even tell you this yet, but I should hopefully have samples like in the next two weeks. <gasps> like Stop. they're going to be like muslin samples. So they're like white yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to have hopefully some samples in the next couple oh weeks. Oh my gosh. They said four to seven days to them for them to make it. And then I think it might take like a week to get here. So maybe three weeks, but. You guys, we've been looking at prints. Yeah. It's oh. so fun. Oh my well, gosh. It's funny. These spring dresses are going to be Yeah, if you go perfect. to my well, I guess it's still up on TikTok, um, because it was on stories, but I like shared some of the prints I'm looking at. Got some comments of people saying that they hate them, which was annoying, but it's okay. Carla. Working on my confidence. We're not focusing on the negative. No, you know what's funny? I actually today went through and counted all the comments because I wanted to see because people voted like with a number. So I wanted to actually see like what actually won just mm-hmm. out of curiosity. And I kept track of how many people said they hated it. And there is much more people who said that they loved one or more of the patterns. But it just was like, you know, it feels like the negative ones. They just, of course, they sting. It's just like there's something about that. I'm really working on my confidence with my business I know. choices it's because easy, – It's easy for me to say. To be like, just trust your intuition. Mm-hmm. Like you're well, doing amazing. I know I'm just in like the middle, messy middle, which is like this concept Emily and I have been talking about a lot where – you come up with an idea, you're so excited about it, and then the middle of it is like you feel like you're going through 
like drudging through mud. You're like, of, this is shit. I've never done anything good in my I'm entire life. I'm embarrassed. I'm like hesitating on everything. I'm questioning everything. And then I feel like you get over a hurdle at some point and you're finally like, okay, no, that was a good idea. And you just and have to- And then at the end, you're like, oh my God, I love this. This is yes, amazing. This is yeah. a great concept. And I feel like every creative project just has that like life cycle that you have to like- It's the creative menstrual cycle. Menstrual cycle, yes. <laughs> I'm currently on my period <laughs> in my menstrual cycle <laughs> where everything sucks. And I'm just kidding. I'd actually, today I feel like- You were, was, bro, yeah. Yeah, you were for a couple of for weeks a couple of days. just being like, I just don't even know why I'm doing this. It's yes, so hard. Because it's so hard. It's so expensive. There's so much that you have to learn. And it's still hard and it's still expensive, but I'm feeling more and more confident. And I'm also just really coming to terms with the fact that not everyone's going to like it. And yeah. that's the unfortunate truth of every decision, every business choice you do. Not um, everyone's your customer. Yeah. And but you I can't think- make anyone really your customer if you try to appeal to everyone anyway. So it's like just part of the game. But yeah, I definitely have the perspective of like I want everyone to like it which unfortunately is a uh, not gonna work so what have you been talking to I've tried about? that in my whole life too yes, yeah. I just want everyone to love and adore me yes and like like every idea I've ever come up with turns out yeah. no yeah it's not <laughs> as effective as you think <laughs> it's really unsustainable yeah um what am I talking too much about okay well on a very practical level I am talking about putting together an emergency <laughs> sick bin <laughs> <laughs> lame. I know. Lame Carla's, are, Carla's are amazing this week and mine are not. Um, mm, you know, win some, I, lose some. Well, okay. I actually have a second thing. So one is putting together a bin of like all the things that you're going to want to have if you hypothetically get a stomach bug. <laughs> Me and we like to talk about how, why do we assume we'll never be sick? <laughs> like I assume yeah. that I'll just never be sick and then – when I am, I'm like, this is, I cannot believe this happened to me. It's an injustice. Yes. <laughs> How could someone let this happen to me? Yeah. Yeah. No, I went to Target and stocked up on all the things that we would need. It Should this, God forbid, happen again, where we're all heaving our brains out. And I got like Pedialyte and ramen and um, like NyQuil and just like a bunch of stuff so that... It can all be in one place because the thing is when you're sick, you're not going out to get stuff. Yeah. That's the thing is you kind of need to have it on hand. You kind of assume that like, well, and probably with kids, I'm like, you always assume that like the other person's not sick, but you guys really all went down. And even if you hadn't, you would have wanted, you wouldn't want your partner to leave with you sick with two kids at home. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, exactly. like <laughs> Carl and Max were so sweet and brought over some stuff. And yeah. one of my friends like Amazon does some stuff, which was so nice, but Anyway, just look, go ahead and take a little peek at your medicine cabinet yeah. if you haven't in a while and see if you have like all the basics, including like Gatorade or some sort of like electrolyte something. Cause I just take it from me. You're going to want it. Yeah. And honestly, that's okay. That's an okay thing to hoard. You know, I mean, obviously yeah. things expire, but we actually, at least with our colds, we had like some leftover medicine. We did end up having to go out to get more, but at least we had like the first day or two covered, which is really convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the second thing I'm talking too much about is I got a new film camera. <gasps> oh, yeah. This is fun. This is fun. Um, it's a – hold on. Let me grab it. It t- makes shooting film into just like a little point and shoot. There are no settings to adjust. It's the – We can link it. Yeah. Why don't we link it? It's a Kodak Ultra F9, and it takes 35-millimeter film, and it is so cute and retro-looking. Um but I hardly ever take my big camera anywhere anymore, and I am just trying to be on my phone less and 
love the like surprise of taking film photos. So I got it for myself as a little early birthday present. There you go. It was like $60. That's awesome. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like that's, I really think the thing with getting off your phone is having something else. Like, <laughs> no, I really do because Just replace it. No, because like to get off social media, you need to be reading. That's the only solution I've ever found that any, like I was talking to my friend Carmen about this, that our friend Carmen about this. She was like, yeah, you don't get off your phone and just like stare at the wall. You like need something else to do. And she's like, I got some books and now I read instead of being on social media as much. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I just don't believe that you can just like be like, I'm going to stop being on social media. And you just like go for a walk, look around. Well, going for a walk would be replacing it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so like not being on your phone as much, having another camera, like you're not going to just suddenly not desire photos. Right. Yeah. Or like not desire whatever. And I'm sure I'll still take plenty of phone photos, but there's something just more special yeah. about getting film back. No, and... this is like the perfect thing for your stage of life. Yeah. Like easy, throw it in a purse. Yes, exactly. Anyway. Okay, should we dive in? Yes. So if you guys don't know, in October of 2018, our brother Jack passed away unexpectedly. He was two years younger than Carla and Mm -hmm. six years younger than me. Um, He had just turned 21 a couple weeks before. We just had like a big blowout birthday party for him. Just amazing. Guys, I, have a freaking birthday party yes, every year of your entire life. Celebrate all the birthdays you can. Yeah. Even if you don't have a party, but like do something. Like just just don't hate it. Don't yeah. act like it's a curse. It is it, not You are a lucky curse. to grow older. I am so tired of the not, – not to go on a tangent, but I'm so tired of people who turn like 60 and are like complaining about it. And I'm like, you lucky – Mother effer. Like, you are so lucky to be turning. I know that people get wrinkled. Like, it's fine. Like, who cares? Like, you're alive. Yeah. I just feel like it's such a, like, that's such a, such a bad mentality to have. It's like to just complain that you're getting older. Like, what's the other option? Or actually, our mom always have had that perspective, yeah. perspective of being like, if you're getting older, that's like the superior option. Yep. Like, those are the two options. Yeah. Anyway, off, off tangent. Also, I don't think we said this in the first episode we filmed, recorded about this, but Emily ended up having a baby on Jack's birthday, two years after his 21st birthday. I feel like people don't know that. And I told someone recently and they were like, I just have full body chills. And I was like, yeah, I feel like we, to us, that's like normal. But Jack's birthday was um, last week and also John John's birthday. And I don't know why. I just think that people think that's cool. I think it's cool. I think it was... If you're not religious, I completely understand. I honestly, I can't even tell you exactly where I fall in that whole area, especially after Jack died. But it'll make you believe in something bigger than yourself. I believe in Jack. That's what I believe in. (laughs) Well, what's crazy is, so a year after Jack passed away, Pat and I decided we were open to the idea of having a baby. And then it took a few months and I was a little bit surprised by that, which I shouldn't like in my logical brain. I was not surprised in my like emotional heart. I was disappointed. As long as you'd ever had to wait for something that you wanted. (laughs) I'm just being honest. Yeah. You're a (laughs) go-getter. And, um, anyway, the day I found out I was pregnant, I plugged in the date to like a due date calculator and it said October 6th. And I just immediately started bawling because it was like, this is there. There was a there was a reason for the waiting. Yep. And there's going to be another baby. And I of course thought there's no way he'll actually be born on his due date. But it's just cool that mm-hmm. that is his due date. No, he was born on his due on his due date, which was our brother's birthday, within five minutes, something uh, like that, thirty minutes. Carla had her mom look at Jack's birth certificate. Yeah. And they were born 
really it was like really 8 30 and 9 or so, between that time like it was very very close yeah and then john john's first birthday which is also jack's birthday <laughs> if we haven't made that clear <laughs> yeah sorry i don't know if that makes sense october 6th <laughs> you found jack, out jack is our brother john john is my baby yeah named after jack's real name was john actually but anyway um and yeah john john is it's just john don't yeah. worry <laughs> <laughs> um but on john john's first birthday you found out you're pregnant with ford yes unexpectedly so just if you're keeping tabs at home jack has now given emily two babies on his birthday <laughs> well oh my god okay that's funny you say that because this year on john john's birthday i was <laughs> throwing my guts up in the toilet and was like, yeah, I guess I deserve to have one, you know, the last two years I've gotten an, a baby on Jack's birthday. I, you know, I can take a year off. Guys, I almost sent her a text and was like, sure, you're not pregnant? Because at this point, we didn't know they all had like the stomach flu. Well, you know what? I had a pregnancy test out on the counter because I felt so, I started to feel so nauseous. And it's like, once you've been pregnant a couple times, it's a familiar feeling and i was like there's no way but you know tradition at this point (laughs) better take one just for fun (laughs) but then i got i started feeling worse and worse and it was clearly like no i'm like sick sick this isn't just that like this was just jack's year of playing a trick on you (laughs) he now he's just he's like this is fun i'm just gonna play pat Pat walked into the bathroom and saw and he goes are you kidding are you taking another pregnancy (laughs) I was like, I just feel like I'm supposed to. It's Poor Pat. tradition. It's <laughs> like, oh my God, can you not? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so <laughs> that's a little bit of a tangent, but uh, yeah. So, cool so you'll see where, so my birthday's in October, our mom's birthday's in October, Jack's birthday's in October, our late grandmother's birthday's in October, we have a couple cousins in October, we have a couple, like our cousin's kids are in October. Like literally so many birthdays in October. So October is this very weird month because it's like used to be my favorite month of the year because it was like so much fun, obviously my own birthday, but just like it felt like we were just celebrating the whole month. Yeah. And then Jack died on the 21st. Two days before your birthday. Yeah. Two days before my 23rd birthday. And then suddenly I was like, I hate October and I hate my birthday and I hate everything. Obviously I've gotten over hating my birthday because that was just that year in particular. Um because I now feel like I understand how actually important it is to celebrate your birthday with people that you love. But that's, I feel like, I feel like if you know us in real life, you're like, October is a bit of a roller coaster ride. And I'm like, yeah, it is for us at this point. Yeah, it is. It still is. Um, So anyway, yes, his birthday was the 6th. We had a big party. And then two weeks later on the 21st, um, we found out he had passed away in his sleep. In his sleep. And he was away at college at that point. The actual, like, day that we found out he died was, like, truly – I feel like people use the word traumatizing. But there's a lot of confusion about what had happened. He was a few hours away at school. We were not all together. We were Mm -hmm. all actually in separate places. Our parents were in two two different cars and we kept having like conference call each other, trying to figure Mm -hmm. out what was going on. Carla was calling hospitals. Pat and I were racing up to York where he was at school. It was, yeah. I went to the hospital. Oh my God. Yeah. Like our cousins were driving places. It was like the most madness and like literally the worst fear actualized like it was like yeah not only like did obviously it end up terrible but like the experience of it all was just like 
about as intense and traumatizing. I'm I'm so like grateful no one like got in a car accident that day because of like the way the everything it was just so bad. I know. I can't I know you were driving yourself. By myself, yeah. Pat was driving me because we were visiting his sister. So we were going straight from there. And yeah, I mean we found out that our brother died on the phone. Yeah. Like ugh. I I like hate thinking about this, um, like because it was just like I still drive by like this parking spot I pulled in because I happened to be at the gym when this happened and like I was like calling hospitals because there was like a couple and like I still drive by that parking spot all the time and I th- I think about it every time I drive by like I don't ever this will, we'll get into this later but basically yeah. when it's You're when never it, not. Yeah, reminded of it. it's never not like one step in the back of my mind, like not necessarily the trauma of that day, but the just like the impact of that day. Um, anyway, yeah, I feel like the best way to describe it is like a bomb hit our family and mm-hmm. we were like shot into space into space for a very long time. Like the feeling of just feeling totally disconnected from reality and like how you like how you know life to work because we all have this idea of like it can all be taken away tomorrow and you're like yeah totally but like no it literally can all end tomorrow and like we had lost grandparents before this and like I just assumed that's what like grief was like I was just like oh it's like sad and you go to a funeral and you're sad about it and like you miss that person but there is like a different like I there is you know I don't think there's really like a hierarchy of grief but like when something happens in the opposite, like he was our younger brother and like for our parents, he was their child. Like you aren't ever expecting, like I've never, I had never ever considered one of my siblings dying because I just, I just, I took for granted that it would be when we were all old. Like I just thought it was so far off. I feel like I'd even considered my parents passing away before, like, you know, like that's- Because that's part of the like natural order of things. Yeah. That's like the, or, or pets or whatever, like things that just make sense in your brain. It's like when you get hit by a wave and you get so mixed up underwater that you like don't know which way is yeah. up. That was the experience for like the months after. Months and months. I would say at least six, six months, months, a year. I feel like a year was when I started to feel six like- Six months I in, I quit of... my job. <laughs> so I was still pretty good confused with my life. Yeah, I think maybe, but more clarity about what matters well, than yeah, ever right. before. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so just- it was horrific. It was all unexpected. No one knew what happened. There were people just um, rightfully or understandably, you know, asking a lot of questions about things that were mm-hmm. really upsetting, like drugs or alcohol, and none of that had anything to do with it. But he was a 21-year-old college student. But just having to, like, field questions, and obviously our parents completely fell apart. So, like, I was – the one in contact with the coroner and the autopsy reporting mm. and all the extra testing they did because they that, couldn't figure out what had happened. Yeah, people who don't have apparently very good like bedside. I don't know if that's the Horrific, word. horrific. Like terrible experiences, but. Yeah, and um, just, I don't even know what to say. Just just horrible. Yeah, <laughs> you can, I think you get like, the picture. But you, get it the, was, you get the picture. It wasn't but you ju- won't actually get the picture unless it happens to you. Like at some level, you yeah. you probably won't get it. And like, I'm happy for you, honestly. I really am because it like, you don't need to totally understand because it's, you know, everyone's experience is different. We had like a really great relationship, which I'm sure there's 
that in a lot of ways was really hard. And then in other ways, that was so such a blessing that like we were really close. We were very aware of how amazing it was to have three siblings in their 20s all be really good friends and like want to spend time together. Spend a lot of time together. Choose to spend a lot of time together as like a whole family. And yeah, it made it really, really hard, but it also made his passing um, for us a lot more peaceful in knowing it wasn't like, oh, I wish I had said this one thing or I wish I, you know, we hadn't been in a fight or luckily there was none of that. Yeah. And there also was no foul play of like a drunk driver hit him and killed him or something. It was literally this, I don't even think I said it was a, what did they call it? A spontaneous cardiac event, basically like an electrical issue in his heart and he just passed away. He just had a physical a couple months before. There was no like preventing it. There was no like, there was no preparing for it. There was yeah. not even, from what I understand, not even really much. They, unless he had like been in the hospital when it happened, yeah. and even that, it was like a fifty percent chance that you could save him. Like it was, which is like awful, but also nice to know it wasn't something that could someone could have like called nine one one faster. Like it was, as yeah, no, as part of the shock was like, this is it was just by the time we found out, it was done. Yeah, there was no, there was no fixing it. There was no saving him, rescuing him. There wasn't a, an amount of money you could spend. There yeah. wasn't a specialist you could call. It was literally like he was gone. Yeah, and that was just it. And like, not that I yeah I don't know. I feel like when you think of like kids, I guess he wasn't a kid, but a kid dying. Like I feel like I imagined like cancer or something where there's like this like lead up and like there's like that you can just have this like mindset or something. I don't know. It was just one of those. Yeah. It was like such in, so instantaneous that I don't think we'd ever, ex- I, I don't think I'd ever experienced something so permanent, so fast, so life changing all in one moment. Like nothing else will likely ever match that. Like you even, you have nine months to prepare for having a baby. It's not even like that just gets thrust yeah, upon you. You, like, know, you know, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. And obviously that's an amazing thing, but I just mean like, that's... no, but also, also profoundly life-changing, yes. but, um, yeah, you have some time to wrap your head around it. Like the day before I had, like, my birthday was coming up the day before I had gotten a new coffee machine and spent like two hours, like making a coffee. And like 24 hours later, I remember being like, I don't know like my name anymore. Like I feel like I might, I just felt like my whole life was yeah. like flipped upside down and shaken so vigorously that I like, I just didn't, it was just amazing what like I cared about the day before. Like it was just wild. I remember looking in the mirror that week after he passed away and I literally didn't recognize my own face in the mirror. And I remember saying to Pat, I was like, do I, do I look the same? I feel like I look like, a, like I'm, I, I feel like a completely different human now yeah. that this has happened. And he was like, no, you look the same. And I was like, I don't, like, recognize my own face. Like, I think I'm my brain is, like, short-circuiting, <laughs> to yeah. say the least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so <laughs> we learned a lot in the aftermath as far as what is helpful and what is maybe not so helpful. But the first thing we'll say, which I know we already touched on, is just if you're considering doing anything – you're already a wonderful, thoughtful mm-hmm. person. If you know someone who's going through loss, who's grieving, and you want to be there for them, that is already so wonderful. And anything you do will be great if you have 
the intention of being loving and supportive, the important thing is just to do something. Yeah. Um, with that in mind, there are some like tactical things we can share. One of which is, um, planning visits. So the best thing, at least to us was when people stopped by in person, Mm -hmm. like texts and calls are really nice. Um, I didn't, I don't think I talked on the phone to anyone though. I just had Pat answer my phone and same thing with texts, but seeing someone in person and them giving you a hug was like, I found really comforting. Yeah, I agree. Um, something to consider though, is that grief is extremely physical. Like at one point I almost had Pat take me to the hospital cause I thought my appendix had burst. This was like, I think three days after Jack had passed away because my like abdomen hurt so bad that I truly thought I was like having a physical I've never been like problem. so exhausted in my life. Like yeah. just like feeling like you just like ran a marathon when you've like been awake for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. I I was waking up for I think the first whole year. I would wake up almost every night like having a panic attack, right, cold sweat. Like it's a very it's a shockingly physical experience. So if you would like to visit someone, um, just plan on it being a shorter visit. Mm-hmm. Text them ahead of time. Say, I'd love to stop by. And then when you are there, just kind of read the room. Like, if you can tell they're tired, go ahead and say, like, I'll come by another day and head out. Um, hosting people for multiple hours yeah, was, like, an event. Yeah. And like, get yourself a glass of water. Like you don't need, like, don't expect them. Honestly, have just very little expectation of them. Handle, I would say, like, give them the opportunity to talk about it if they want to. But also if they kind of seem like they don't want to, go ahead and start bringing up something distracting. Like go ahead and like, you can, you kind of like, follow, follow their lead. Yes. And, and don't like expect them to like, keep you like keep the conversation going or something. One, yeah. you can obviously sit in silence too because that can be very like nice. But if like they might want to be a little bit distracted. So like if you have a movie that you recently saw and you want to tell them about that, like that might be a nice thing to do. And like you don't have to just talk about like the tragedy that just occurred. No. Yeah. I think the best thing is to say like, how are you doing? And like, pause like give them a second to like consider that and answer how they want to and then yeah if they're like if they start talking about it like be present to that and be open to it and um we always really appreciated when people shared stories about Mm -hmm. their experience with the person because it makes you feel a lot less alone to know that other people loved them the way that you love them too it like you feel a lot more connected to the person you lost it feels like we I feel like we haven't even done this in this episode, but we could spend like four days straight speaking about how much we love, like how incredible we thought Jack was. And I think that was true before he passed away. But after someone passes away, it feels like you can like, you're like, I don't know, this like weird thing of like, I'm not trying to like make them larger than life or whatever. So when someone else kind of does that and you get to just experience someone saying like, oh my God, I remember when they did this and remember when they did that. And it was like so great because they like, do you remember this funny thing they said? it like gives you the opportunity to remember them in such a like lovely, nice way and it not be from your perspective. And I I know it's it's really validating that you're like, 
Yeah, I'm not making up that he was like incredible. Like yeah. every like everyone yeah. saw what I saw. Yes. And that makes you feel really connected to the person. Like if I know I know this is like big for our mom too of like feeling like she like loves knowing and I mean I I feel like that's true for everyone but just knowing that like your kid or your brother or whatever was someone that people loved. I just think that's like the most that truly I feel like is kind of the only like comforting thing like I don't know that like matters I don't know that's like the old like their legacy is like that's like the only thing that really matters like there's at some level not a lot that you can do to change you're obviously not changing the situation at all but I don't know that's like the biggest thing I feel like is if you're like you're talking about it like being kind-hearted about the person and speaking kindly of them is like so nice even if if this is a situation where you don't know the person even being like, it seems like he was so good at this. Like, it seems like you guys had so much fun doing this. Like, kind of giving them the opportunity to bring up something, even if you didn't know them. An example of this is um, one of my best, best friends. Her dad passed away. He'd been sick for a long time, and I'd never had the opportunity to meet him. But um, Patrick and I went to his memorial service, and everyone that spoke during the service, I – it just made me realize how similar my friend is to her dad. And so afterwards I said, I never got to meet him, but after hearing all of that, like you guys are so alike, like all of your best qualities you clearly got from him. And I don't know that I would have made a point to say that had I not been through losing someone myself and knowing how, um, just how special it is to hear something like that when you are like this person has been taken away from you. Like you just want to feel closer to them and someone saying like, wow, you really like you clearly take after that, take after him or yeah. Like I see so much of him in you. Like that is priceless. Well, and you know, what I just realized is that I know this friend of Emily's, but I didn't go to the memorial, but Emily came home talking about the things that people said during the service and like there are things that I think about of like how cool of a person he was. And I feel like that's like, that's like kind of the feeling you get when someone talks about your loved run is that you're like, they're like keeping them alive. Like they're, they're like sharing like with their friends of like, Oh yeah, I used to know this person who did this amazing thing and like had this really cool, you know, whatever it is. It doesn't even matter what it is, but like Mm -hmm. this friend was like, her dad was known for cooking. And so it's something that like, I've thought about him and I've never met him. It's like a, you know, a friend of a friend kind of like, it's more of a distance, but I feel like that's what, that's what talking about the person does for the family is makes them feel like their, their person has like, is like living on in these like awesome memories. And that I just think is like the most comforting thing. Cause it would be even more horrible to think that they've physically died and also like their memory is going to die. Right wolf yeah um yeah so visits keep them kind of short if you would like to bring something flowers are lovely but you can bet (laughs) that they are (laughs) receiving a lot of flowers so something that we found really helpful was when people brought practical things Mm -hmm. um meals that were on the slightly healthier side like we appreciate every lasagna we got and we were eating lasagna for a very long time (laughs) months If you have another dish that you like to make. Or even think of like other meals. Like it doesn't have to be dinner. Like you could bring snacks. You could bring dessert. You could bring uh, lunch 
stuff or something like that. Yeah. Breakfast things. Yeah. Take a bunch of bagels and cream cheese. And yeah. Eggs. And, yeah. Fruit. Like it, that's the kind of thing that people aren't often dropping off is like things that you just normally have at your house, like bananas. Yeah. <laughs> that like if you haven't been to the store, you don't have. Yeah. It was really helpful. A friend was coming over and asked if we needed anything. And I was like, actually, can you, could you bring a dozen eggs? Yeah. Um, we also, instead of having to do a lot of dishes, we used paper plates and like plastic cutlery and, um, like paper towel, like honestly, paper towels, toilet paper. uh, Yeah. Especially if you're, if the person that you are trying to support is supporting other people, like in our case, I'm just going to say we were very much taking care of our parents. Like we weren't, you know, oh, I'm just going to like run to the store. Like, yeah. I had to have someone bring, get us, like my aunt went to the store and got me contact solution. Cause like you still run out of contacts. Like I yeah. just assumed I would get it, you know, the next day before work or something like it, your whole life is like upside down. So there's a lot of things, even doing things like offering to like cut their grass or like do something like that. Like you can just think outside the box. Like what yeah. other human needs may they need help with that you could help with. I'm sure if yeah, you have children. Do you have any returns you need me to drop off? Like mail. Do you need me to watch your kids? Like if someone has children, that would probably be a really helpful thing to do. Yeah. Like could I borrow your car and take your kids to the park for a couple hours? That yeah. would be, I know like at this stage of my life, that would be the most invaluable thing someone could offer. So yeah. you, and you can throw out more than one idea. Yeah. And if they don't want you to do it, like, I feel like the offering, if someone's like, actually, thank you so much for offering. I don't need you to come visit. I like, they can just kindly say, like, you can say like, absolutely no pressure either way or whatever, but they're probably not. The thing is, I feel like we've kind of explained, like you are not even like in your right headspace. Yeah. Physically, mentally, emotionally, you are like struggling so much. They're not going to proactively think of this is what I need. And this is the person that I can ask for. And I'm going to reach out to them. Honestly, the whole, like, let me know what I can do to help, which is so frustrating because I know that I have felt that too, of being like, let me know what I can do. Mm -hmm. And I've said that to friends, I mean, recently. And it's like, it's the, it's the lazy thing to say. Honestly, 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 like try to think of something. It's harder if you don't live close or whatever, but try to think of something that's like, comforting or something you could actually do or something you could send them or something like either show up in person or actually give them a call. Like I feel like calling someone is a really nice thing to do if like it's been a little bit or whatever. I don't know. It just feels like like let something you can do for them is maybe let them vent or whatever. Yeah. It just But saying what can I like let me know what I can do just leaves it on them and that's one less thing. Yeah. Like they don't need that. Well, and yeah, I never responded to someone and was like, actually, yes, you can do this. Like I, we had like our aunts there. I, I don't know. Like we would just have the same people do. Like Max and Pat did a lot for us because they were the people there. Yeah. Anyway. Um, another thing is to reach out frequently. So like even if you do go visit or maybe you live far away, for the first few weeks after Jack passed away, my mother-in-law texted me every morning just something really short but sweet saying like, I love you. I'm here for you. Like, just want you to know that. And I found it really, really comforting. I rarely responded. And she said, you don't need to respond. Um, but just 
in the midst of like our parents struggling so much, Carla and I struggling so much, like trying to lean on each other, but also dealing with our own grief. There was so much on our husbands at that point that knowing that there was someone else outside of our little bubble who was like available and thinking about Mm -hmm. me, it just felt very reassuring because everyone else was kind of flailing. Yeah. I actually recently talked to a friend who had just suffered a loss and she was like, oh, so nice. Every time you reached out saying like you were thinking of me and I was like, and it I only say this because I recently had this experience where it feels almost like you're being annoying. Like it almost feels like you're like, like texting someone a lot sometimes kind of feels like you're like, oh, I'm just like being annoying. Like I'm, I'm adding to their list or something, but I hope in general, we all don't feel pressure from text messages and like maybe saying like, yeah, you don't need to respond or something. But I just was reminded because I was like, yeah, that is how I felt of like, anytime someone reached out, it was like, a positive experience in yeah. my life and a very negative time in my life. So any any positive communication of any kind was great. I was grateful for. Um, and like you said, like someone texting you every day, that would normally seem like it would be annoying or something. It would feel like you're, I mean, we'll just go ahead and say this. You're not reminding them of their tragedy. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they are not forgetting. So anytime someone was like afraid to bring up Jack because it would maybe make us sad, I'm like, I'm already sad. I'm like, yeah, honey, it's, it's fine. It was always front of mind anyway. So don't be like, oh, well, I don't want to call because like, you know, maybe it's not a, like if, if I feel like <sighs> this idea of being like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do the wrong thing. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to, if that leaves you doing nothing, then that's really, really yeah. A bummer. Honestly, if I was sad and someone texted me and said, I'm thinking of you, it made me a little happier. If yeah. I was happy and someone texted me, I'm thinking of you, it made me a little happier. It didn't, it doesn't like, it never brought me down. If someone called me and I wasn't in a place to talk, I just didn't answer. Yeah. If someone called me and I was, and I was really happy to be able to talk to them and talk about Jack or not talk about Jack, then I answered and it was great. I don't even remember feeling guilty about not answering people because I don't even remember thinking about it. Like yeah. I don't like I'm like unfortunately they're probably not thinking about you that much. Like they're not really considering whether answering your text message is going to hurt your feelings because if you're struggling a lot, you're kind of like in like unfortunately we were just very much in our own world. Yeah, complete survival mode. I was not worried about, oh my gosh, it's been too long since I responded to someone. I was like, I might never like look at my phone again in my entire life yeah. because I don't even know what's happening. So yeah, like it, you're, it just was like, not like I, yeah, we, there was definitely people that did things that we didn't thank them for. And you know what? I think that they're okay with that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think they'll understand. Um, so another thing, if you are able to visit in person or if you are far away, um, some people brought us some small gifts, which were really nice. One in particular was our cousin brought us um, journals and pens. Yeah. And that was really sweet. And like some art supplies. Yeah, some or art some supplies. Like coloring books. It was just the gesture of like, I have taken the time to think about what might be helpful to you instead of asking you. Yeah. And like, even if we never used any of that, the thought of it was really nice. Yeah, the fact, I mean, it's been four years and I so distinctly remember that. Yeah. Being like, wow, that was really, really thoughtful of you. Mm -hmm. So that's an idea. And if you got someone a journal, you could like literally write on the first page of it, like a a note to them just saying how much you love them, which I think would be sweet. Um, A few things about what to say. Yeah. (laughs) 
So like we've said, if you are showing up in any way, yes, you are doing better than 90% of people because you are not letting the fear of the whole situation keep you from yeah. reaching out. 10 points for just being there in any capacity. Yeah. Um, for sure. I think, well, we'll start with what always landed well, at least to us. Yeah. And remember, this is all our personal experience. Yes. So we can't say these are like the laws of how to support someone who's grieving. This is just what struck us as being helpful helpful or maybe not as helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, what always landed for us was hearing someone say something along the lines of, I love you. I can't possibly understand what you're going through right now. But I want you to know I am and will continue to be here for you. Yeah. Like that always. Uh, like that coupled with a like, I'm going to the grocery store. What could I pick up for you? Is like, that's like the text message you can send. Like, I feel like that's like an easy. For literally any situation. Or yeah. I'm on Amazon right now. What can I send you? Yeah. Or I had a friend who was um, going through a really terrible miscarriage you know, across the country and I Uber eats her dinner. I literally, it was, I think I said that exact text and then said, what do you want for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, it'll be delivered at six or, you know. Yeah. You can even be like, I'm going to, I'm going out to dinner tonight. I'd love, I want to bring you like what sounds good or I don't know. Like you can um, basically like, I don't want to say be pushy, but be a little yeah. bit like, go ahead and just say like, I'm bringing you dinner tonight. What sounds delicious to you? And if they already have dinner coming or something, they'll just say, oh, I already have dinner. It's not yeah. like, you know, you're not going to whatever. But yeah, you're not going to like ruin their yeah, but plans. It's, it's not they'll like. They'll just say, oh, actually, could you do tomorrow? Could yeah. you do tomorrow? Or, you know. Yeah. But like, don't say like, I'd love to bring you dinner sometime. Because again, that's putting it on them to be like. Let me figure let out Let me schedule it or like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's always what went over really well, at least in our and hearts. Or like saying like they seemed like like they seem like such an amazing person, or I have such amazing memories with that person, or something like nice about the person. Like I feel like yes. that also like I rem- I saw this picture and it reminded me of Jack oh gosh, or whatever. Do you remember when his like second grade soccer coach sent the page <laughs> out of their like team oh, scrapbook? I didn't until you just said that. They mailed it back to mom because it had this little picture of Jack on it with like, so he wrote something about soccer. Like still to this day team. when we run into someone who knew him and they say something about like how great he was, I'm just like, like it's been four years and I still, that's still like the most, just like put such a smile on my face to hear yeah. someone be like, because there's so much of his life that we didn't actually live with him that you don't realize until someone's gone of like how much of their like people that told him, told us things about him at school or him playing football or whatever. It was like, it's just so cool to learn more things about them. Yeah. The, I think like a week after he passed away, like 15 of his fraternity brothers and uh, engineering school friends came to our house, which was like multiple hours away. They took the day off of school and all drove to our house to spend the day with us and our parents. And they told us so many stories we didn't even know stuff like he was the president of his engineering club. We didn't even know that. He used to, he talked about engineering <laughs> club all the time, but we like had the most humble person. We had no idea that he was the actual president and he like led all the meetings and brought in these guest speakers and like between 
it's just funny because between the three of us, he was by far the most quiet. I mean, Carl and I literally have a <laughs> podcast because we talk so much. So, and he wasn't like that quiet, but comparatively. No, he wasn't, he wasn't that quiet, but between us, he was the quietest one. And just knowing that he was like out there killing it, like yeah. being, I got, it was cool to know how like similar we yeah. are, that he was like running this club and doing an amazing yeah. job and like working so hard at school and like blossoming had lined up these like incredible internships and just was really taking yeah like taking life by the horns and his professor came, yeah I'm sorry we're gonna just yeah I know we could do a I, whole podcast on just that his his professor came to visit too a different uh, his favorite professor and he shared with us right before he left this was just like a little random tidbit but it's like the most meaningful thing that he said which was that Earlier that year, on the professor's birthday, he'd gotten into his office and sat down at his desk, and there was a birthday card sitting on his desk. And somehow Jack had figured out this professor's birthday. Yeah, and he's like, I didn't tell card. anyone that it was her birthday. I know. And he was and a I 21 year old or a 20 year old kid giving a, per- like giving a professor a card. Like, I just don't. There were so he was so wise by. But like I would have if he hadn't mentioned like that is so yes that is literally like this little piece of gold information knowing that like wow like I'm just so proud of who you were when you were here and like that you touched so many people and if his professor hadn't mentioned that yeah that's such like that would be really sad because that's something that I love to think about that like Jack was that considerate and he probably like kind of half thought it was like funny to like surprise him I mean this is the professor that would have Jack like house sit and watch his dog and like (laughs) he was like I didn't really have a lot of students like Jack Jack was kind of a special student the the thing is is like when someone dies all you have are the memories and if you only have yours so when someone shares more with you it feels like you get more time with that person like that's the i feel like yeah, that's like the, that's a perfect way to put it the meat of it is that you're like i get to feel like i was there or at least like have a little bit of insight into more of his life because when someone dies you become so suddenly aware of how like little it feels like you got with them like it yeah. you know and i'm sure that's at any age yes it, yes, there's. It was the same. I mean, the same with our grandmother when she passed away. Learning more about her in her twenties was still cool. Like it's so interesting and so fun, and so inter- and cool and like, yeah. It just like adds more color to them, and it's like a good thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, if to just go back to the college, if like twenty college juniors can drive an hour and a half to my parents, my grieving parents' house, where his whole family is, that is just like you know, we're wrecked. like wrecked and they can show up and sit around our kitchen table. Like you can send a text for hours. You can call that person. You can send them something. I mean, I just feel like teenage boys can do it or, you know, 20, young 20 year old boys yeah, can do it. Like, most of which we'd never even met. Yes. They're like these boys that are like, don't not mean, but they're like, they like all are obsessed with their trucks and like, they're kind of like yeehaw farmer boys, not really, but you know what I mean. Like they're like kind of country boys, and that that those were the friends of Jack's. I'm just saying, I don't think that that probably didn't come naturally to them to like go. Who who does that come naturally to? I don't know, but I just mean like, I hope that's an example to everyone yes, that like if a bunch of if a bunch of like pretty much teenage boys can coordinate 
taking a day off of school. Bringing flowers. Yep, they brought flowers and cards, and they had cleared the whole day. I They spent hours just standing out in our garage with our dad talking about the equipment out there. Literally, like, I could have kissed every single one of them on the lips for yeah. just for giving our dad that. Yes. The opportunity like- to share with them all these memories our dad had in that garage with Jack. Yeah. All the things they built and restored and took care and of. And the, like, distraction of it all. Of, like, yeah. one, they shared all these, like, amazing stories. But it just – the whole thing was such a – such a gift and from like the most unlikely group like yeah we didn't even know them yeah we'd met some of them at his birthday but that's pretty much it well and honestly that's why the people who we were closer with who didn't show up in any way yeah felt particularly confusing obvious yeah and honestly disappointing as like time went on and I, I completely, like I say, I understand why someone would shy away from um, reaching out during that time. I totally get that. But, like, sadly, it, it did become, like, kind of obvious yeah. when there were people you're like, I haven't even heard from them. Like, and do they not know what has happened? I hope this podcast gives you a little bit of insight into what it's like to lose someone really close to you if you haven't experienced that. Because that's, at the end of the day, that's what I chalked it up to, was a lot of people who were close to us that truly just didn't didn't know. Like, didn't have any idea of how. Because that's, like, the only way I can explain in my brain why they didn't didn't like show up for us when like they knew Jack, they knew our family, they knew us. They weren't, they weren't there in the way that I had honestly expected them to be. And I think it was just that they just really didn't get it or they were afraid and all that stuff. And I hope this gives you the like permission and encouragement to, to put yourself a little bit more in their shoes and think like, this is, this is like the worst thing that's ever happened to them. I want to them to know I am so available for them because that's like what's important to me. You're not going to make it worse. You're not. Well, speaking of, okay, so back to the what to say. Um, A few things that you can keep in mind if you are trying to figure out what to say is to stay away from anything that starts with at least. Yeah. Like if we had a dollar for every time someone said, well, at least you got 21 years with him. Yeah. And like, I think this goes for things like a miscarriage. Like if someone has a miscarriage, don't say at least you were only five weeks or at least you were only, you know, you can get pregnant. Yeah. Like that's not helpful right now. And they probably have had that thought themselves. If like, if that's how they're feeling or whatever, but like you, like that's not helpful. It's not useful. And it, it's very minimizing, honestly. Yes. I think um, people, I remember many people saying to me, I don't know if they said it to you, but like, at least you have your sister. Oh, yeah. People, and people like to tell our parents, like, at least you still have two kids. Because that's what every parent wants. Just two yeah. out of three. Two out of three two is pretty good. Two out of three. Like, you know. No biggie. 66%. I'm I like, mean. Literally shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, think about, I mean, like, we have, like, what if you, even if you had 12 children, or the people, 11 out of 12 is still not good enough. <laughs> or the people who said, well, at least it was in his sleep. And it's like, yeah, I get that. But also like, no, does that make it better? <laughs> like, I didn't even get to freaking say goodbye. Like, yeah, I, he was just gone. Like, um, yeah, I, 
uh, yeah, anything that makes you feel like somehow there's supposed to be like a silver lining. And like, I, we're all going to die sometimes. <laughs> okay, well, then it should have been you than him. Yeah. Like, instead of him. Like, okay. Would it would have <laughs> rather have been you? Seriously. Um, or everything, my favorite, um, everything happens for a reason. I just had a conversation with a friend about this. And it really, I swear, it's like people who say that only say that because they haven't lived through something yeah. horrific. You want to know <laughs> who hasn't dealt with a really hard loss in their life? They're the person that says everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Because if you've lived through something really hard, you at least hesitate. I mean, I'm sure I've said that and there's probably been times I've thought it with like a work thing or whatever of like, oh, look, that worked out. And like, you know, that thing that before that didn't work out. I don't know. You know, there's, you have like, I don't want to say like, I understand the sentiment of that, but if you've lived through something traumatic, you're like, not everything happens for, some things might happen for a reason. I can believe that, but. Well, it just kind of, so someone says everything happens for a reason and you're like, okay, so go ahead and tell me what it is then. Because I'm in the worst pain of my entire life. Everyone around me is literally falling apart, cannot keep themselves. Could you go ahead and share the reason? Because I'm having a hard time. Should have seen when the priest came over and Emily's like, so let's talk. I have some questions. Explain to me what the fuck is the point of, excuse me. He said, he said something about God's plan. And I was like, interesting. You should bring that up. (laughs) We're going to have to uh, go ahead, go into that one a little deeper. Go ahead and explain to me how this is why religion is questionable at us with us right now. Um, Uh, so those are a few things to maybe also, I think something that's helpful. This is not, you know, as big of a deal. Um, but kind of judging how someone's grieving. Oh, well actually, hold on. Okay. We'll get to that. I I have that. I have some lists. I just realized a few other things with, um, talking about it. Don't compare it to anything else. Oh yeah. People love to say my neighbor's cousin's brother, sister's kid lost or, you know, son died died at 21 of a, or, or, and they'll be like of a drug overdose overdose. And you're like, Okay, well, that's okay, not well, what this... <laughs> that's also... That's just also sad, I guess. That's, like, not even this situation. I'm like, misery loves company? I don't know. Like, uh, I just, like... Yeah, so should I, like, talk to... Should I talk to their parents? Like... Yeah. Um, or They're... saying... Or relating it to when your grandparent died, which is obviously very sad, but again, like not the same. At least if in, you, you compare know, it, our situation. if you compare it to a dog dying, I swear to God, just get out. Like, don't. I actually, I just think in general, there's like really no need to compare. No, nope. it to something else because it's really not about you or about anyone else. It's about the person you're trying to support. The only thing maybe comparison could help with is if somebody, if you're like. Okay, I know someone who lost. You could ask them, "What could I do to help this new family that's going through this?" Or yes, you know, or like say, "My friend so and so had a very similar experience. If you'd like, I could connect you to." Right. Yeah. Uh, another thing that uh, you were starting to say was just anytime it felt like someone was judging. Yeah. How we were grieving, like saying, "Oh my gosh, I wouldn't be able to get out of bed." You're like, well, you're coming over with dinner, so I thought I should put some pants on. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, people would be like, I can't even believe how you're showering. We're like, showering's not actually that particularly hard, but you do it. Or for some people, maybe it would be really hard. Yeah. But like, I can take a shower on autopilot and it's not that big of a lift. 
And now you're making me question, like, did I not love him enough that I'm able to get out of bed and take a shower? Yeah, that's the thing that's weird is that it has this weird connotation of, like, you're not doing this right. Like, you're not doing it how I would do it. And it's like, that's actually fine. We can all do this differently. But, like, I'm going to have to do it. Like, yeah, I remember our mom um, was, like, cooking dinner, like, a a week – a couple weeks later. I don't know. At some point when we wanted a break from lasagna. And, like, my mom loves to cook. I don't – it felt like this thing of like she shouldn't cook because people are bringing you dinner, and yeah, it's like someone was like, "Oh my god, why is she cooking?" It's like because she likes to cook. Yeah. Also, like, how long do you want to like? I, our family's not like a, well, we're definitely shower every day kind of people. First off, so that's like a normal. See, I don't know. I'm just like we're not gonna. We like to be distracted or doing things. I don't know. I yeah. don't think that we're normally in motion. Yes. So it felt very. It felt it felt like extra hard to be also totally sedentary for a while, yeah. but like we didn't know what else to do. Yeah, I, and it made me it made me feel so protective. I remember someone being like, "Oh my god, your dad should not be working right now." Yeah, and I was like, "Um, excuse you, like we are all just doing our very best. We're all yeah. coping. Our dad However, t- we can figure out. He has not not worked an entire day of my entire life. Since like he was yeah twelve. Like, don't tell us how to do this. Yeah. Like, but, and also like, ouch, that really hurts because I I don't know how to do this right. And yeah. now you're making me question myself even more. I actually didn't want to do this at all. So <laughs> if, you know, you had a solution for that, thanks. That would be helpful. Yeah. Um, And then one more thing that I think we'll just throw in there that if you are close with the people and you are considering a name for your puppy, <laughs> baby, Ooh. goldfish, turtle. Just consider that that name of the person they lost is always going to be really sensitive. Yeah. Just consider that. Yeah. Like if you didn't notice, we talked at the beginning about Emily having a baby on Jack's birthday and she didn't name him Jack. And some people, maybe that's what they would have done and that's okay. She named him John, which is jack's real name and our dad's name and whatever but like you just be very very considerate of that it felt way too soon to be calling another little boy jack and to have that name being thrown around because literally every time we hear that name it like it's kind of it's a little bit of a gut punch we'll tell one it's it's accompanied with a lot of memories and a lot of feelings and so just feels like very like sacred yes and so for someone to use it in another way, especially if you're planning to like spend a lot of time together, that's just, it's just putting in our experience, experience it's putting them in a hard spot. I would, I would wager to, you should, yeah, just really consider that. I would say that we, um, like a couple months, I think after Jack passed away, we were, me and Emily, I worked somewhere, Emily would come and help. And the, somebody that worked there had a son named Jack and she didn't ever use his name and no one like asked her to do this. Oh my God. I could cry. Thinking I know about this, this woman named Stephanie, we still love her. She just would always say my son, my son, my son. And well, then she would, she had a daughter and a son and yeah. she'd always say Sophie, my daughter. And then she would yeah, yeah. always say my son. And Cause we got to be close. We were working together every day. So she would be like, Sophie did this, blah, 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 and my son did this. And eventually we were kind of like – I think it had, it was a few months before yeah. we were like, what's your son's name? And she was like, Jack. And it was just like the kindest thing to like not put it in front of our face all the time when 
she just didn't have to. And I was like, that was like the most considerate thing from someone we like didn't yeah, know. Yeah, we didn't even. She didn't know him. She didn't. I don't even really know how she knew. Was she even working there when he passed no. away? So she started after this yeah. all happened. And I think and she must have, must have told her or something. Or I, I don't know if I had mentioned it. I don't know. I'm not sure. But the the I didn't say don't use your kid's name. Like obviously we she didn't. She was probably like, you guys look rough. Oh my God. What happened? I can't even. <laughs> I think about that. Like I just didn't wear real pants at all ever like i wore leggings all the time and like big sweater literally for months like i think yeah. about that now and i'm like yeah like like that was fine but i just remember like literally guys i literally remember feeling like I, I was having chest pain all the time yeah like i literally felt a physical broken heart so it just there was i i don't i know we've i feel like we've overstated this but i'm just explaining how like yeah, I felt like yeah, out yeah, of I body. I couldn't breathe for like a year. Yeah, like out of body experiences is it's not, which is why I feel like hopefully this was helpful in learning a little bit about you know what you can do because I I I hate the feeling that any of my friends are experiencing this because or family or whatever because it's just so. It's like all, it's all consuming, and that's yeah. why you doing something to support someone is not making it worse ever. Yeah. It's already worse. It's yeah. already worse. Yeah. Um, it's just not. But yeah, Stephanie was just so, that was so thoughtful and considerate and just made us feel so loved by someone who really didn't even know us. Um, ugh. Such a kind thing to do. It was such a kind thing. All right, guys. Um, this is getting long. Well, but- I know. The last thing I was going to say is that When you're the person who's grieving, I think you felt it. I think all of us, I know, especially our mom, people were petrified to say anything to her and not just say anything about Jack, but to even like really make eye contact with her her. because they didn't, it's like, they didn't want to say hi. They didn't want to not bring it up, but they didn't want to bring it up either. And I, I, I get that, but that was so hard for her in that season. Yes. Do you like think about losing someone so important to you and then feeling isolated from the people who love you the most, who because, should love you because the most. everyone is turning away from you because they don't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I felt this a little bit and I'm sure you did too, but I feel like our mom, like, sadly got the brunt of this and I still (laughs) I still am disappointed and honestly there's people that were so amazing and I I I feel like that's what this whole thing is about hopefully it's just to make there be more people who can be that like supportive person I know it's not comfortable to talk to someone about their kid or brother dying but it's worse on them. Like it's worse for them. Like you get to go back to your normal life with your family that's alive. Like it's like put, yeah, Lord willing, like put yourself like just consider that I think. Yeah, it is. It's really, it's really uncomfortable. It's horrible, but it's also this incredible opportunity to show up for people. Like it's also inevitable at some level would have a reason to otherwise I will I (laughs) so the day we found out uh Pat let some of my best friends know including my best 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 friend and come to find out later her husband had to she lived in Florida at the time 
her husband had to stop her from, she literally found out, like saw the text and went to go get in her car to drive all the way to Maryland to be there, (laughs) to be there for us. And he had to stop her and she ended up flying up like the next day. Guys, she stayed for two weeks. Yeah. Like, if you want to feel like someone is there for you, like, like that's like the most comforting that like everyone says, like, I'm there for you via text. But she was like, she was actually there. Like actually there. <laughs> and I cannot tell you how comforting and heartwarming it was for her to be around because when it was just the four of us at our parents' house, me, Carla, mom, and dad, Jack's absence was like deafening. Yeah. It was so heavy that he wasn't there. Cause normally if we were all together, he was there. Yeah. And I just remember my mom. Ugh. Like I remember her sitting on the couch and looking up and Nicole was, she was just working from home. She would just come to our house every single day and she would work. And if she had a break, she'd say, what do you want to do? Do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to talk? Do you want to watch a movie? Do you want to, she was just there. She would like clean up a little bit. She would like bring over coffee. She make w- some lunch. Yeah, like she was just so uh um present un- unobtrusively there. Yeah. And I will never forget my mom looking up and looking over at Nicole at the counter. <laughs> and our mom had said like five words at this point. I don't know what this was like a couple weeks in. And she looked at me and she goes, it just makes me feel better having her here. And like, I could, (laughs) I I don't even know how to describe how much I appreciated her being like my friend showing up in that moment because she wasn't just helping me. She was helping all of us. Yeah. So much. No, like things you don't think about are like, so our dad at one point did want to go, I don't know, do something for work. And so I remember my mom being like, will you go with your dad? And I was like, yeah, for sure. So I like got in the truck with him and went to, I don't know where, I don't even know. But like to think, like it was comforting knowing that there was like other people at the house with you and mom. Like I, you know, like you feel like, I don't know. It's like this, there wasn't even like little kids or anything involved at that point, but it just felt like, I didn't want to leave, but I also didn't want like our dad by himself. And it, it feels like yeah. you're like pulled. It's just nice having people there. Like, yeah. Like fresh people who aren't completely shredded. Yeah. Emotionally. Yeah. Who can like think a little bit straight and yeah, just there's, uh, there's just nothing like someone being there. Yeah. So if you're, if you are able to, yeah. For someone, whether, and, whether it's, um, you know, an unexpected, like this is for yeah. all grief. Yeah. Cause it comes in a million different and ways. If, if something's happened in the last couple months and you haven't, there's no time like the present. Like you don't have to, if you didn't reach out initially, you still can, uh, it's yes. still in their mind. And even, even if it wasn't, who wouldn't enjoy someone saying like, I'm thinking about you. I love you. I want you to know that I, you know, really loved that person or I saw how much you did or it was very cool how this, whatever. Like that's, that's never going to be 
um, something someone doesn't want to receive. We didn't include this in the tips, but also remembering years to come because like we discussed this, it's four, it's been four years. And while I'm very proud of how our family has survived, it's still super hard on all of us. And the people that texted me on his birthday, like that's still really nice. And Put it, literally just put it in your calendar as a recurring thing to text them or call them on the day that their loved one either passed away or on their loved one's birthday. Yeah. That's, it's really nice. Really, really, really thoughtful to know that other people are thinking about it. Yeah. So I, I hope that this was helpful. We didn't cry as much as we did in the first one. That's good. Good job. A little bit more composed this Um, time. Yes. I feel like we missed some things, but if you guys have any questions or any stories of your own about things people have done for you in a particularly hard time, we would love to know because we really want this podcast to be like a source of inspiration, but also like practical. Yeah. Helpful (laughs) things that at least... Like hopefully give you some insight for the future if something happens and you're feel a little bit more prepared for what to do. Um, yeah, maybe we'll put up a question box if you're going through something hard and you want to talk about it. We're always here. Yeah, seriously, reach out. Really, <laughs> we love you guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.